Welcome to Voice of Dr. Yan, and I'm your host, Dr. Limeng Yan. In this episode, I'm so happy that our friend Edward Hogland again came to our broadcast, and then uh, we will discuss uh, the very big issue about recently discovered, uh, reported, uh, secret Chinese illegal biolab in California, as well as CCP's cover front and uh, the related espionage network. So Edward Hagland, uh, as we have introduced many times in our previous episode, is a retired federal senior executive and U.S. Air Force that his over four decades of service include serving as a senior leader in the intelligence community and the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, Energy, and State. He served as senior advisors to several intelligence community agency heads, the Assistant Inspector General for uh, Inspections for the Intelligence Community, the Chair of CIA's Strategic Planning, a Deputy Team Lead of the INF on-site nuclear arms inspections in the former Soviet Union, and as award-winning CIA intelligence analyst. He's currently an independent consultant focusing on cognitive warfare. He's also the regular host on the uh, National Security Hour on America Out Loud Radio Network. So hi, Howard. Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Yen. Well, Dr. Yen, always a pleasure to be with you. Always an interesting conversation. Thank you for having me on. So before we start the uh, discussion today, I just want to briefly let our audience, if they haven't read this report about the secret illegal Chinese lab in California, I want to uh, just briefly read the original report, which was published on 28th July. That was just within one week. And uh, it revealed an astonishing fact that there is an illegal, mysterious Chinese lab in Ridley, California, which has stored, uh, stored almost two, uh, 20 different infectious pathogens. And also, there were almost 1,000 lab mouse were found abandoned or kind of kept in a very uh, inhuman and also um, unsafe uh, condition in the abandoned warehouse in that area. So what exactly happened? Let's see. So the city of Ridley officials actually found this um, mysterious lab, and this was in the building that been illegally operated since October 2022 by a company called Prestige Biotech. And the lab was used to produce COVID-19 tests and the pregnancy tests. So it is called as a diagnostic uh, lab, which means uh, like what we have seen uh, just to explain to our audience, like what we have seen during COVID-19, you went to maybe CVS or went to the local clinic and they do the nuclear uh, assay test for you to uh, run the PCR or even the quick test. Then this is called diagnostic uh, labs. So they don't need too many equipment 
And also, there is no need at all to maintain and use mouse for such labs. And so the officials found this lab, and they had called the CDC, FBI, and the uh, local uh, toxic uh, substance control and department, State Department of uh, Health and uh, local public health and uh, so many departments to work on this case. And since March 16 of this year, they have got the uh, warrant and inspect the abandoned warehouse located in uh, at 850i street of ridley and according to the reports that it was filed in uh, superior court investigators discovered that one room of the abandoned warehouse was used to produce covid-19 and pregnancy test in other room they found blood tissue and other body fluid uh, body fluid samples they also found thousands of valves that contains unlabeled fluids unlabeled i have checked the photos of the court file i mean i believe some of the label are removed purposely because definitely even you have a kitchen you will label your bottles and how could you have thousands of vials of bottles of important this kind of samples or reagents which contain the infectious pathogens which is like the they describe the local officers describe it like the bio of horror how could you remove the labels it it is i mean I, I cannot image this kind of mess up situation and then they found 900 genetically engineered mouse engineered to catch and carry covid-19 this is a they quote what come from the owner's email in the uh, after the inspection the owner has admitted that those mouths are very expensive even could worth one million or over us dollars and that they were designed and spent six years to uh, be used to catch and carry COVID-19. Although I have seen the picture, I mean, those mouths, if they were one million and they are kept in such terrible environment, basically it's like you hide your diamond in the mud. <laughs> this mouse cannot be used for any uh, real scientific experiment unless they just want to do some unethical experiment to get some rough results and uh, so now currently the the case is still going on and journalists reported it we start to know more details and i also obtained the court file and i spent two days to read this over 100 pages files and according to the uh, document it has least the trend at least 20 potential infectious uh, pathogens in that lab include uh, chlamydia, E. coli, and also the bacteria for, I mean, just for our audience to know it easily, it can the bacteria can cause pneumonia, can cause tuberculosis, uh, and also uh, they can call TB, and they can call Ming, uh, mingling uh, titis, which is an infection in your brain and can uh, lead to 10% death rate. And also, 
it contains virus which can cause hepatitis B and C, which usually infect people through other food. Uh, I mean, hepatitis B, you can get it from food, but also both B and C hepatitis can infect people through the blood uh, uh, contact and also and sex contact and also hyper uh, hyper um, HPV one and five I mean HPV we're going to explain more and rubella RSV and the uh, of course, it had. I mean, should have the samples for COVID nineteen because in this kind of lab, they claiming they, uh, they claim they are working on COVID. Also, CDC has found samples of malaria. This is very, I mean, shocking because they post a, post the picture of the malaria sample of this lab. On the photo, they are Chinese character. Uh, it says this as a malaria positive uh, blood sample, and it is a serum from India, and the date is October 11, 2006. And also it labels a positive for PF. And what is PF? PF means the most life-threatening type of malaria. So that means these are also positive for the most life-threatening malaria type. And this type of malaria was found in Nigeria back to 2000. So we have seen not only one vial of malaria samples because in that box labeled like this, it has also labeled that one, two, three, four to use it to indicate the from weak to strong positive of the samples. And all these things, I mean, they are just a pile in the fridges and there are 30 fridges found from that warehouse. I mean, imagine how, how many samples they have. I can tell you as a virologist working in the infectious disease, emerging infectious disease lab at the University of Hong Kong for five years, I, I'm even not sure whether the whole School of Public Health at the University of Hong Kong have 30 fridges. Those are very expensive, big fridges. And According to the picture, it's full of samples, reagents, many things look like the blood, and you really don't know what it is. And clearly, even the officials said uh, in the interview that they don't think the owners have responded to them honestly. And so that's why we are working on a lot of uh, this kind of research and also going through our network back to China to try to get more information about the mysterious, uh, terrible, and I, I don't know how to describe, I would say all this uh, virus, all these pathogens, plus the mouse and the reagents, it could cause many pandemic in the United States to kill tons of million Americans even because if the amount of the samples are so huge, I really cannot imagine the worst situation. And so, Edward, so this is the background uh, for our audience and I have 
send you the background uh, background information as we discussed before so could you let our audience know what's your first impression will you will you start to read this news and what, what do you think yeah, yeah so the, when i first heard about this uh i was really surprised uh, unpleasantly surprised this is a horrific discovery what what was even more horrific is that they they found out about this as you know in the background information back in March, but the reporting on it hadn't come out until just July here. And, and with the FBI, the CDC, and other elements involved, uh, it raises an obvious question, you know, how many more labs like this are potentially in the United States? You know, and so a couple of things jumped out at me is when you talked about the 900 mice and the, how expensive they were, you know, being a lay person in this area, you know, $1 million for the mice, that's a lot of money. I mean, it, just, just for my own edification and maybe for the listeners as well is how does one then obtain these mice? Are they, they, they have to buy them from a certain uh, process, a certain supplier? It can, I, so you're the interviewee, but I'd like to, I'd like to understand it because I think it's important to discussion. Same thing with the sample from India of uh, the malaria sample, you know, no one can just buy this stuff over the supermarket counter, right? You have to go through exactly. a certain process to buy these things. So for the mice and the malaria, for my own edification, but I think the listeners may, can you, can you help us understand a little bit more about that? Okay, this is something actually a very good question, but uh, it would be ignored by the ordinary uh, uh, people because if they don't have this idea, they may thought, yes, you can purchase mouse like you buy the pet from the shop. Actually, the lab mouse are very special strains. And even we don't know what exactly engineered genetic engineer was done on this thousand mouse. What I can tell you, even for the basic lab mouse, which is actually already we can say uh, decades ago, we have been used after special genetic engineer because uh, either it was small white mouse or small black mouse or small brown mouse these are all special you won't see them in the wild so because they are also fragile and they are small they're cute and let me see i work in the university of hong kong in those five years in the uh, infectious disease lab because i focus on a lot of experiment using mouse so i have been conducted around thousand mouse by myself per year and what i want to let you know is first it is very expensive to maintain this mouse and uh, i mean no matter what kind of engineer it is so this mouse let me tell you, even uh, when we work at the University of Hong Kong, so the, the f faculty member have the uh, lowest price to pay to the animal lab to maintain your mouse. Still, I mean, every month it will cost even reach to almost 10,000 US dollar. This is just for the basic bedding, drinking, and uh, food. 
They don't charge you for the big facility, and this facility has to be very strictly inspected and annually checked. And very professional. You have to make sure there are over twenty staffs working in that building for the mouse, and they work there to maintain the proper、uh, ventilation, proper humidity,、uh, proper temperature, proper.、Um, Health condition, because if not, your mouse once they get infected to any kind of pathogen from outside, all the study cannot be used for publication or research. Also, they will die, and that will disrupt all your project. And also, for this mouse, if you want to purchase them, even for the basic. Mouse, Babel C, C, B six, C fifty seven, all these strains. You order them from your animal lab, or directly come from the commercial lab, animal lab. So, one of the most famous company is called Jackson Lab, based in the United States. They provide this kind of strains of mouse. I have checked the list of their price. At least the basic ordinary. A mouse, one pair, one female, one male, cost sixty U.S. dollar, and then plus shipping. And they also said clearly, you have to provide the license. This is necessary. And、yeah. I have seen other people discuss on my Twitter. They are professional in U.S. in this field, so we have the same experience on this, same knowledge. So. How could they get it? But I also know back to some labs,、uh, and also in China from several years ago before COVID, there is a、uh, there was big, very big kind of labs. They initially copy paste the Jackson lab. They learn the technology and they even bring some string of the mouse back and try to clone that. So they can do it by themselves. Initially, come from Beijing, and then later, because、oh. Xi Jinping has given a lot of money for people to do the CRISPR or other technology, so they can produce the lab animals. And、uh, if the government wants someone to get it, definitely they can get it. But in U.S. I would say for such a poor condition lab, unlicensed in California, yes, it's unlicensed. It was registered in Nevada, so I won't say they can legally get the lab mouse. And definitely, that is not a legal lab in the warehouse. And the infectious so, so, disease. No. Yeah, please. Yeah. No, so I really appreciate that because. What really jumps out of me a couple of things come to mind here because this is of course not my area of expertise, but what's coming to mind here is okay, you had billions of U.S. dollars being spent untracked for COVID nineteen testing and COVID nineteen handouts. So one thing that comes to mind for this lab being stood up is a lot of people were ripping off the United States government and setting up an illegal illegal lab like this to do testing. They could they could garnish billions of U.S. dollars, and we've seen that fraud in the U.S. The other aspect is, is that we have such open and porous borders now, and as we've talked before, you have a number of military-age men from China, ten thousand to twenty thousand now or more in the United States, who are coming in here, and so there's a number of just very nefarious scenarios that could come to mind here. The thirty fridges. Of materials with all that stuff stored there, 
is very scary from the biological aspect, as you mentioned, with the potential for a number of different pandemics. So if this, this to me, uh, you know, hopefully is a one-off, but it's highly unlikely from my perspective that this would be a one-off situation. I mean, it, what, it, what it also shows is that China in, in unrestricted warfare, as we've also talked about, they have no morals, they have no compunction about human life, especially when you're viewed as the adversary. And so their, in, their implementation of police stations across the United States, this, this illegal lab here with all these different uh, types of virals, uh, vials of uh, uh, infectious diseases and such, all that sort of scares the heck out of me. The, the other uh, last thing I'll say here really quickly is, is I remember during COVID when uh, China sent some agricultural seeds to the U.S. by the U.S. mail. Yes. Okay. And for these types of infectious diseases, you could use the U.S. mail and send this type of stuff if you, if you have it right treatments and stuff, I would, I would assume, biologically, to either uh, infect or cause other consternation or harm uh, or even release them in different cities. But, I mean, there's just a number of nightmare scenarios here. Yes, uh, actually, uh, I want to uh, add more uh, re response to your last questions that you're talking about how could they get the infectious samples. They should not get so many infectious samples. So let's say, for example, the malaria sample, right? Even they didn't yes. label it as a malaria sample uh, back to 2006. Let's just image how could uh, this kind of unlicensed lab uh, by accidentally through testing get patient sample of malaria in California because annually around 300 cases of malaria in California. So by what kind of probability, right, they could get this kind of sample from test. And also in the infectious disease lab, we will, I mean, for the samples, first we will storage it in a very, very cautious ways. Like I, I would say that among these samples, many of them should be kept in biosafety level three laboratories at least. But they put it to even no biosafety level warehouse. And so if you have seen these pictures and you image, it's like you pile all the things in your fridge and once you open the door, they can fall down. But all of these are infectious things and you don't know what it is. And why do you remove the labels? I mean, if you are the normal person working on legal things, inside, unless, unless this is something you want to cover up, right? And how yes. could they deliver so many samples? According to the court file, there are many, many big boxes come from China. And uh, this lab is called Prestige. It was registered under two Chinese people based in China and by accident they are from my hometown, Qingdao. And we are working on more information about these mysterious owners. It seems they are back in China now. And also, uh, I can tell you for infectious lab, infectious disease lab, you have to obey the most strict regulation 
to send the sample. If not, UPS, FedEx, whatever international shipping agency won't receive your box, even for maybe half mil, half milliliter, this kind of yeah. infectious sample, you have to fulfill a lot of forms and pack it into a very big box with layers like to uh, prevent the uh, the uh, prevent you broken it. And if you broken it, the second layer will absorb the, this kind of fluid. And then outside there is a big box, foam box, all together. Definitely, we didn't see this in the labs. And the the most important thing is people may not notice. For a testing lab, you don't need animal at all. So there is no necessary for a testing lab to keep any animal. And uh, there is no facility for them to order and keep animal. The money, so the value of the animal and the maintenance fee are so high. And and also, yeah, they said, the court file said the 30 fridge was still, uh, most of them were working when the officials uh, inspected the warehouse, imagine how expensive the electricity should be. So why, if this is a lab one that makes quick money in California, why do they spend so much to maintain fridge, manage to get mouse yes. and hide them there? So, I mean, I feel this is very concerning. What we have still like two minutes before we have a short rest. Could you uh, now let people know you're thinking about the lab? <laughs> No, no. So this is, I'm so glad that you've raised this up because it's very concerning. There's so many red flags here. Uh, it's good that the FBI is involved. One has to wonder why the Defense Threat Reduction Agency or Special Operations Command who oversees uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction here in the United States. Hopefully they're involved as well. Uh, what, the, what is the intelligence community doing? What are they now looking at across the United States? I mean, there are just so many concerns here from, from what you've discussed here. The best possible scenario is they were just trying to rip us off and get some uh, different aspects for COVID money. But as you mentioned with the mice and everything else, there's, there's obviously that there's other aspects here under, under work that we definitely have to further investigate. Thank you so much, sir. And we have a short rest and we will come back continuously talking this topic. Thank you. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. 
crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. to the voice of Dr. Yin. And in this episode, my guest Edward Hogland and I have started to discuss on the um, secret illegal Chinese biolab based in Ridley, California. And we have talked about the background information about this lab. It was unlicensed. Uh, I mean, these are according to the court file. These are unlicensed because the owner registered in Nevada in Las Vegas somehow in one abandoned warehouse in Ridley, California. They have storage over uh, like 30, around 30 big fridges with at least 20 types of infectious pathogens, which definitely can cause outbreak or even worse uh, situation if you release that or let it spill over. And they have also stored uh, around 1,000 lab mouse in a very poor condition. However, as diagnostic lab, if they want get quick money, they really don't need to keep any lab mouse. It's difficult, almost impossible for such lab to obtain to purchase lab mouse legally, and it is huge expensive for them to maintain it. And by the way, they don't have the facility to maintain them. So will you willing to, I mean, are you willing to spend one million plus like several uh, tens of thousand US dollars per month in a warehouse just to keep some mouse useless for you this is unexplainable and also let me say there are other people i mean definitely when they under uh, when they read this news they immediately start to do their quick search and then something also very shocked were found that for example as one Twitter published by, uh, by Kalbas, uh, let me just pull it out for you. He has listed that this lab was somehow by accident very close to a military American Navy base. I mean, this secret lab in Ridley, 
is approximately 40 miles from Master Jet Base Limo, which is a home of U.S. Navy's West Coast F-18 Hornets. I mean, I, I don't know how would you understand this kind of accident or coincidence at all. When you read this news and also plus all this kind of information, what's your idea uh, at this moment? Well, so there's, again, a number of things coming to mind here that are very concerning, given everything you've mentioned here. The first is, why hasn't this been broadcast nationally on the major networks? You know, I think I saw maybe on Fox News just a short, short segment where Fox News is talking about this. But on the other, other, other networks, I haven't seen anything on this. The other aspect that comes to mind here is, is as you, you're sort of highlighting, is so what's the purpose? You said, have all these mice, have all these vials, have all these different uh, potential pandemic diseases. What purpose, for what intent, for what outcome? I mean, China is very methodical in terms of how they conduct this unrestricted warfare. And we've seen that with the Confucius Institutes. We've seen that with them paying off professors at universities and such. And so now you have this illegal facility that's been set up not far, like you said, from a military base. That The location res with respect to the military base is of some concern. What I think is, is just as, as much or more concern is you now see rampant homelessness throughout uh, major cities within California. And so if they wanted to take, as you mentioned, whether tuberculosis, uh, the hepatitis B, the pneumonia, uh, HPV, or malaria, they have a ready-made natural disaster they can create in the United States and California, which would then spread very rapidly throughout the rest of the United States. So the proximity to the base is one aspect here. But again, with all the mice, with the vials, the different pandemic diseases, you know, the purpose, intent, and outcome, what is the underlying objective here? And, and it doesn't speak well. I mean, just uh, it, it doesn't speak well to concern from a national security perspective. If you remember what happened in uh, the train wreck uh, and the chemical train wreck here in the United States of, in Ohio, Palestine, Ohio, the response for just taking care of that chemical spill was slow, was inept, and confusing. China, no doubt, was watching. China also, no doubt, watched what happened with the United States and the infectious virus from the China flu, COVID-19. Now, so with this, they've, they have a pre-made way to really cause some significant disruption in the United States and, some, and really uh, Im impact our economy, impact our people, and impact our na national health care system significantly. And that's not even bringing in the illegals, which, of course, with the Chinese illegals coming in, you also have 8 million illegals who are being stuffed into these bigger cities. You have a variety of different ways to infect and, and to spread these types of things throughout the United States. This is not, not a good news story. Yeah, I really agree with you that this is very concerning. And the thing is, the more I look into this case, the more I feel, I mean, terrible because, uh, for example, 
for this kind of prolapse, right? They abandon things in the warehouse and there are no regular staff there because the local officer said they've been here for many times since even December 2022 and they started to stock the things from October last year. So just two months after that, when the local officers came to the warehouse to, to try to know more situation, there is no staff working there. I mean, at least uh, maybe they get some information in California because they could have their, you know, uh, informant, right? But anyway, there were no regular staffs working there. And also later after March, when they inspected it, they start to contact the owner. Suddenly, a group of people jump out to help the owners. And before we talk about the owner, let me tell you that what wow. I found and also based on information people provided me, some people who are the very active United Front leader in US for CCP, or very active members, they are helping this uh, laboratory. So according to first is according to one person uh, on Twitter called uh, March Ad, uh, Adams, I mean, he replied on my uh, tweet that Barry John is listed as this prestige biotech registered agents by the Nevada uh, SEC of uh, state. So there was a document and uh, I just did more research on Barry John. So this is a CPA. This CPA's Chinese name is Zhang Bai Rui. He is pre, uh, previous uh, president of Chinese American Society of CPAs. So th just for our audience to know more, once you heard this kind of association called Chinese American blah, 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 Association for Business People, a Society for a Student, and also for a professional or real estate or restaurant, these are all the organizations controlled by CCP. If not, they won't allow you to have such association or they will manage to force you to work with them after the establishment. So that is how Chinese uh, government's United Front work um, infiltrate and manipulate overseas Chinese in America. So he was a director of such association. That means he has to be influential and useful for CCP. That's why he can compete with other thousands of candidates to get this position, which will bring him money, reputation, uh, so, uh, network, and so many benefits, as long as he works for CCP with loyalty. So this Barry, according to my uh, research, he has been listed in other CCP's reports as active leader for United Front. His name appears with the general consulate of uh, uh, general uh, general counselor of the Chinese consulates, and also with many other high-ranking CCP officers. And also, this uh, lab once they start to reply the. Uh, officers, local officers, according to the court file, there are some attorneys was in the email list. So these attorneys are from the Lin Lao group in Las Vegas too. And the, 
the leading the co uh, the leading attorney, the founder is called Michael M. Lin. His Chinese name is Lin Mengru. He is a Taiwan person. Somehow, he very actively appears in both Taiwan government's uh, overseas uh, activities and CCP's United Front activities. And he always appears as a very generous sponsor for CCP's these events. And his name appears with many CCP's high-ranking officers and officers from the, like the general consulates too. So this Two information make me wonder why a prolab, which seems didn't even run it at this moment, could hire or they willing to spend money to hire so expensive CPA and attorneys to help them. What do they want? So, sir, may I get your opinions on this issue? Because I feel it's very suspicious. Yes. No, no, it's very suspicious. So what comes to mind here is, you know, warehouses are used to stock supplies, stock supplies, which are then put out to other networks and such. The fact that this guy's a CPA, he's tied into this and stuff, speaks to immediately in my mind, anyhow, that this is feeding a much broader network. Could be California statewide, but more likely it's at least within the western half of the United States is my, my opinion there. It has to be feeding some broader network. When you talk about the United Front, and based on the back and information that you've provided on that, you know this nefarious network here, and like and we talked earlier, with the unrestricted warfare, with the cartels aiding the Chinese getting in, they no doubt have multiple different networks and supply chains, and they're using the U.S. carriers, the U.S. mail, and the U.S. shipping containers to bring materials into the United States to support this stuff. It's obvious that they have thought, thought this through, have a well-laid-out network. And so, you know, what, what, uh, what we are doing about this is the big question. You know, I mean, simply, if, if the FBI can do a search in the January Sixers and use IP addresses for phones, then one would hope that, based on what they learned from this lab, that immediately they started mapping the information environment mapping which IP addresses they're looking for the digital footprints of those people involved and mapping the network, like you said, of this gentleman, the CPA, and who else is he tied to? Where in the United States are these people tied to? Because as you said, 30 refrigerators full of these vials and the mice and the labs, those did just, just uh, appear out of anywhere. They came from a supply chain through a variety of different networks. So this speaks to a much broader network, a, a much broader nefarious effort throughout the United States, potentially here, that, that really scares the hell out of me. Okay, sir. So, so let me provide you further information I have uh, found, and with my uh, also my team and some of my mem uh, team members, they they're even based in China. They are working secretly to provide information to help us and help United States. So, uh, I mean, I want just want to appreciate that because it takes a life risk, and so. Some of the information uh, I could, couldn't publish to our audience at this moment. However, the more things we try to discover, the more it connected to CCP. There is no doubt that as you have seen that you have this kind of feeling or you have this kind of suspicion, and of course it can be confirmed. So 
the two owners provided uh, on the uh, I mean their information was provided were provided on the court file. They have uh, these the two addressed back to Qingdao, and by accident it's my hometown in China. So. These two address, I mean, first I want to quote the uh, reports about this news that the officers believe they don't provide the information honestly. And clearly, since I start to identify the address they provide based in China, they provide some wrong address. It's kind of, they will list the district which is in the opposite side of the city, but using the road name. And then they yeah. will provide another number of this road at their address. However, we still can manage to identify their real name, I mean, the real name of the owner and also the related information. Briefly, I can tell our audience at this moment that behind these owners, I mean, they claim they just uh, uh, received, they are the creditor. They said, we are creditor. We got this mouse and this, uh, all these things. We don't know what it is. Oh, we don't know it is infectious, but we know the mouse very expensive, worth it maybe over 1 million. And then we got it from the other company, that company called Universal Meditech INC. We called it UMI. So they said UMI, like it's kind of all our money or something. So before they file bankruptcy in US, they just leave these things to us. And so that's why you say we, we are innocent, right? But we are willing to help you to transfer them. If you tell me that is illegal in California, give me some time. In June of this year, we will transfer to another place in US. And I mean, sir, they even have more backup locations. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, when I check the information from my Chinese source, they are lying because guess what? UMI belong to the same owner in Qingdao, which own the Prestige, this lab, and also many other companies working on import, uh, I mean, this kind of international uh, uh, transportation, import, uh, import, uh, import, and also biotech, as well as they connected with public security. If not, they cannot conduct some in, uh, surveys they claim they can. And it has been established for over 20 years in Qingdao. It has international business. Even it involves some cow business in Canada. Before I tell more, sir, how do you think about the f this additional information can give you? I mean... <laughs> Well, so so what it speaks to me is that you know the, when you're talking about agent networks and covert type networks, you know we've seen this in the past with the former Soviet Union. And my expertise is more in the former Soviet Union and Russia, but the Chinese were trained by the Russians and the Soviets in a variety of just different things, right? But the Chinese, I think, have uh, now overtaken Russia in their uh, abilities and capabilities in certain areas in terms of this, these types of operations. They've used the economic ties with the United States and the naivete 
of many people to then broaden their economic ties and stuff with the United States. And as you know, many of our critical supplies are still supplied out of China itself. And the antibiotics is a key one. And how do you fight some of these infectious diseases? Well, with antibiotics, right? So this is not a good scenario here is they look like they're seeding to prime the pump to cause some massive potential pandemics in the United States or disruptions in the health system. And at the same time, knowing full well, they have us by uh, our crown jewels because they supply us with a lot of our pre predominantly critical medical supplies and, and, and other uh, types of aspects. The level of planning to go into this is no doubt well thought out, well laid out. And as you said, with 20 years in the company here now and the network they spread out, this is not speaking well for the United States. And, and given the FBI has shut down their Chinese espionage branch under Matt Olson, okay, because of concern for um, Chinese citizens here in the United States being concerned about surveillance by U.S. police, it's really asinine because this is the result of what's happening here now is, is by accident finding this weapons lab here in the United States, not far from a military base. It, it just boggles the mind. Yes, yeah, so, so this is, I mean, we really require a lot of uh, professional IC people and investigators to work on this case because um, this is definitely not, uh, not only one individual lab can handle. And also, so when we talk about it involves already United Front, which is CCP's espionage network in public. I mean, basically, this spy, this agent just walk in street and talk to you, let you know they like China, they love Xi Jinping. So they, they openly do the operation. However, we know public security is most probably connecting with this network back to China. They are the one working on overseas PlayStation with United Front in US. And also, as I have uh, emphasized in the last episode, last two episodes, actually, I talk about CCP's covered front. So United Front is the public one. Covered Front is the secret one. As you said, CCP, they learned from Soviet Union. So back to 20, uh, 1927, the earliest espionage and intelligence agency was founded by CCP in China. And then they developed their very special tactics combined uh, what they learned from Soviet Union. The most special part and the most mysterious part is covered front. Because it's covered, so even until now, there are only very few materials you can get uh, from even their documents because it's still active. So they have to keep the secret. And we have our very exclusive high-level source. And they told us the in I mean, International Liaison Department of Central Committee of CCP is the top agency working on CCP spy work and also the establishment of covered from uh, all over the world. It combines the communist international and also, I mean, they have their special character, which is the most uh, dangerous part for U.S. and other countries. They have a special tactic that is they develop 
single dot, single individuals in, uh, in the network. And these people don't need to have any skills. You just need to be yourself. You just need to pass the information you have to yes. only one contact in this network. And all your life, you may just work as a normal person at certain important position to deliver information and doing counterintelligence things for CCP. You can totally let me people. I mean, let people believe you are anti-CCP or you are pro-US uh, democracy freedom. Turns out you are CCP's most important, I mean, this person will be CCP's most important spy in the network. So this kind of cover from now, Xi Jinping and the CCP has publicly advocate the CCP's network department to support covered front all over the world because this is a critical moment for the great China's rejuvenation. I mean, I, I don't know how much American I see understand this kind of hidden network and uh, understand the potential or, or the ongoing threat against America. Sir, could you let our people know what do you think about this? And what's your suggestion for your IC colleagues and for the legislators in this situation? No, no, thanks, Dr. Yen. Yeah, so the, the common turn, just like the Soviet Union is, is a, definitely a threat. The, the covert front and the actions they've taken now, you know, from the old Soviet Union, I'm a Soviet guy, you know, not a Chinese-focused guy, but the Soviets, like the Chinese, can do the same thing. We just recently, a few years ago, had Anna Chapman. She was a, uh, a, a undercover, a covert operator here in the United States, living as a U.S. citizen for a number of years. Okay, uh, people may or may not uh, forget about uh, back in the 1970s. There was a family that had immigrated from Canada. They eventually came to the United States. They then had U.S. children, naturalized U.S. Uh, children. They then groomed their son, and, and the FBI finally found out about this agent network after they're grooming their son who was getting ready to run for Congress. Okay, so they spent 20 to 30 years developing this, this covert network. Okay, and this was a story out of Reader's Digest back at the time, right? So these networks do exist, and now with, with the United States and with our immigration aspects, it's made it so much easier. I mean, it's like open the door free. You can set up whatever network you want here in the United States. What my concern here is, is that it, from my perspective, as we talked before, I think our president is a compromised president based on the actions of him and his son. And if you have a compromised president combined with nefarious covert operations from China, okay, you can enable a number of nefarious and under a national security nightmares for the United States, all, all treasonous in my mind. For our community, what I'd recommend they do, I think that they, they need to start to, first of all, work with our U.S. Department of Commerce and businesses to get our supply chain back here out of China within the next year. They need to disconnect and cut off uh, most major economic uh, alliances with, with China because that's how they're funding this. They, they need to significantly cut the visas for work. They need to go back and deport all the illegal Chinese that just came into the United States and have them reside in, the, in another country until they're completely vetted and properly vetted. Because as we talked, 
They can't get a visa to come out of China unless the CCP allows them to. And they can't spend tens of thousands of dollars unless they get that as well. So, I mean, there's a number of things that our intelligence community must be doing and mapping this network and such. And I pray to God they're doing that right now, because otherwise we're going to have some some other major disasters. Thank you so much, sir. And uh, yeah, I really agree with you that a lot of actions must be conducted as soon as possible. And uh, don't let China using propaganda of anti-Asian, anti-Chinese to disturb you because they are the only person, I mean, uh, only group that anti-Asian, anti-Chinese, anti-people the most in the world. So. Thank you so much, sir. And we have run out of time this in this episode, but definitely I hope you can join me again in the future episodes to further discuss these severe issues on the national security. And uh, welcome to the voice of Dr. Yan, every, uh, everyone. So you can get our broadcast on America Out Loud Net, uh, News. So, and also the iHeartRadio at uh, 4 p.m. EST every Saturday and Sunday. And then later you can repeatedly uh, listen to it from various apps for free, like Spotify, pod, uh, Podcast, and the Google uh, Broadcast.